of Bear With Me going around the boxes is Les. Hello. Lydia. Hello. <laughs> Take a big sip of your cup as I mentioned your name. And Jason. Hey. Myself, Josh. Uh, we are going remotely because we are in lockdown again. Lockdown four. Lockdown four. Part four. Return of the lockdown. We did it four times. I thought it was a new hope. Lockdown so. 4.0, right? Nothing's good in fours, isn't it? I mean, like Star Wars started four. on four. So it's one. The fourth yes. one would have been... And the fourth one would have been A Phantom Menace, which it was... A Phantom Menace. There you a go. lot of people hated it. So yeah. I think you're onto something there. Yeah, Dad 4.0 isn't good. Oh, that was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's Matt? He's exercising. Okay. Is he... Is, is, it, is it his birthday today? Nah, it's on Thursday. It's on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Is it and it's tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, it's tomorrow. Yeah. Did you know? <laughs> I, I did know. I didn't know. But I referred it based on when Matt's birthday is and then figure <laughs> out when Helena's is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go buy Matt a present and then you try to get something that, but a little bit more romantic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's right. Just the pink version of... <laughs> Pink version of uh, a beer holder, a beer closer. Are you guys back to teaching via correspondence, or are you just not teaching at all? Like I mean, we always teach via correspondence, whether verbally (laughs) (laughs) online. But yes, we we are uh, teaching again online uh, this week. Yeah, it's uh, been a bit weird having to teach again through the the webcam. So have you ever thought of just recording yourself for like, you know, one day just do like six hours of you rec- like record just constant for six hours and just play it and then yeah, not actually do anything like in front of the see, webcam? I can see how people can do that with lectures. Yeah. But with primary students, there's a lot of hands up and asking questions. It will just sound like I'm ignoring everyone. Yeah, just do that. Do that though. <laughs> do hands up and then wait like 10 seconds and say. No, but they just call out and say, oh, uh, uh, so what about this thing? And then I just ignore them completely. <laughs> yeah, give them like a just just pause like ten seconds, twenty seconds. But how do I just, know when they're going. asking them the question? You don't have to know. So the kids, I, they won't remember. So you're saying just preempting every like three or four minutes, just stop for ten yeah, seconds. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And then that say, like a good idea. Uh-huh. Good yep. job. Questions Try it this way. <laughs> And that's when you have, like, you record it in four-minute increments and you have, like, a timer on your on your watch or something that, like, yeah. buzzes you yeah. every four minutes to just say, all right, so any questions? And then, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then list a bunch of answers. Yes. No. Green. <laughs> 47. <laughs> there you go. Or just, just do multi-choice for, like, a week so that you can just, like, flash the answer on the page. <laughs> Very uh, different from a lecture. But yeah, I can give it a go. We'll see how happens. Mm, prepare them early. They may want to go to university. <laughs> yeah, I th- I think people, especially in primary, uh, underestimate how much multiple choice actually is in life. Mm. I think it's like you it's pretty much just more need to around them uh, <laughs> what than what you think it'd be. Screw uh, English essay questions. Just do multiple choice essay questions. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for an English essay, 
there's four four essays already written. <laughs> you have to read through all four essays and you have to choose the right one. Oh, or I, was, I thought it was going to be like a sentence at a time story made up out of multi-choice options. <laughs> choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure story. Choose your own exam to answers. Explain Gattaca. Yeah. No, but you know what you do? You put little things like maybe a little typo. Like, you know, if there's like an A and an E, you switch them around in one word and see if like people will pick it. And it, it could be like a long answer with like, say like 250, 300 words in it. It's a whole paragraph and it's got like one little typo in it. And if you miss it and you choose that, you That's could be wrong. wrong. <laughs> That's dude, so brutal. Dude, 200 300 words is that much. It is to read through for multi-choice. It is. And if for there's like email. five options. It is for an email. If you're sending an email that's 200, 300 words, you, you should be calling the person. That at that point. stage, you need to put a too long, didn't read at the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. No, you should put it at the top. Oh, it's a top. They always put it at the bottom. I never get that. Like what? on Reddit. Just Josh do what I do. Me. Don't read your emails. Yeah, that, that too. <laughs> Have the person then go, hey, get you on the phone. Hey, I sent you an email. Did you see it? No, I haven't got into it yet. What's up? <laughs> Wait, and then they tell me, I'm like, all right, well, this is the answer. And then I go about my day. Nice. Smart. I Jason, I did not understand what you were saying. Were you saying a button at the bottom that says scroll back to the top, but Lydia said to put it at the top? No, no. It's, no. it's uh, they, they do it on like long posts online and things. The TLDR, so too long, didn't read. It's like a short synopsis of the main point, basically. Oh, okay. So for like for dummies. Yeah, basically, which then begs the question that if you could summarize what you've said in a huge paragraph in one line, just put the one line one to line. begin with. I disagree. I disagree. Sometimes <laughs> it could be like a hilarious anecdote, yeah, like a long story that goes on those plot lines and twists, and then they go, well, it's like, you know, when people end up a story, they go, moral of the story is don't hire yeah. Boots from a man wearing a ductile or something like that. You know? Why is this being sent? Why is this being sent to your work email? <laughs> why are you getting this moral of the story sent to your work email? Hey, hey, I, I do some weird stuff at work, and so do the people that I work with. So. Uh, Les, um, we've just done your performance review, okay, and I've got to share a story with you. <laughs> Don't even get me started. My performance reviews next week, all right? I'm gonna post yeah, it actually. All this crap for it. And and the moral of the story is what you say something about a boot. Don't hire boots from a guy wearing a duck tie. <laughs> so did that, that, is that something came up spontaneously with, or did that come from a like a place deep down inside? I, I, I have no idea where I came up with it, but now I'm recalling that there was like a plot line in How I Met Your Mother where Barney had to wear a duck tie for like an entire season. But I don't know about the hiring boots thing. Uh, recently, I've been trying to organize like a fitness challenge, like a step count challenge at work. Mm-hmm. So you put your Fitbit on or you have your phone on you with one of those pedometer things and then you track uh, how many steps you do. The annoying thing is I sent an email to the whole staff, the whole staff and said, uh, reply uh, to me if you're interested. Um, but a lot of people kept on pressing reply all. Yeah. And that just ended up being so annoying for everyone because people were getting like 30 emails in that one day saying, yes, thank mm-hmm. you. I think that's bad. At work, this happened once. They had a work email that was sent out to like by accident to every staff member, basically, like every medical staff member at work. So it's probably like 
400 people the emails, four or 500 people the email sent out to, right? Yeah. And it was by accident. So then all of a sudden you started, you just got this string of people just replying all saying, uh, I got this email by accident. I got this email by accident. <laughs> me too. I got this email by accident. <laughs> I don't think this email is supposed to be sent to me. Like there was probably 150. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like it's clear. Just yeah. delete it. <laughs> how, how long and how detailed should an email title be? Oh, should it be like the introduction sentence in an essay? Like highlight your main point seven in that. Seven words. Seven words, Max. And I know you, a chick that, yeah. um, does, that puts her whole like job title, like types it out. It's not like an email signature. She actually types out her job title in personal emails. So she'll be mess, like emailing a friend and she'll write her whole job title underneath her name. And we're like, we know who you are. <laughs> We it's don't know what you do. Why are you typing your job title? This is like personal emails. Personal yeah, messages. Emails. Oh. Personal email. So text like, messages, man. WhatsApp, <laughs> WhatsApp, Facebook. <laughs> hey, I'm at the footy. Kind regards. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, 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 like primary school teacher, like at this school. Like, <laughs> so why hasn't she set up a signature in that case? Does she not know how to? I, th- I think she feels dicky putting it as an email signature because then it's really official, but she just types it out. Like, maybe well, that's worse. <laughs> that's worse. <laughs> that's I'm, consciously doing it. Exactly. Well, why would you send it to your friends? Like, what, how much of a dick can you be? Like, She's obviously, obviously merged onto her Outlook, like, three or four emails addressing. No. So it just has the same kind of signature or something. Do people use Outlook? I do. I use it for work. I use it for work, yeah. Because work had it, but I just never used it. It was just too confusing. Do you know what I'm having trouble with? (laughs) Ending phone calls these days. Like I'm doing a lot of phone calls. And like I love making phone calls because I get an answer quick and it's like, are you free Wednesday? Yes. Done. All right. That's what I need. That, yeah, that's how you end the conversation. Done. <laughs> Wait like a day to hear that you're free Wednesday by email. But like is in but then it's because it's so short by the phone call, then I don't know how to hang up. I, I always leave it to oh I better like, let you go. And then <laughs> The the better let you go, though, is usually when the other person's talking too much and you want to get off the phone with them, I thought. If you're a manager, you can't say, I better let you go. (laughs) (laughs) It might turn out bad. It's like, what? You're firing me? I'm just picturing Lydia on the phone. Are you free Wednesday? Yep. So what what are you doing today? (laughs) Okay, that's interesting. (laughs) What are you doing until Wednesday? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I need um, that uh, itemized. I think I'm a bit like um, casual with my goodbyes on the phone as well. I think uh, I don't know about like. Do some people do like say goodbye two or three different ways? What? Like bye, see ya, or, like that's oh, that's the same way. time. Yeah, so, like yeah. on the phone. Yeah. Oh, you mean like the back and forth goodbye, trying to out, yeah, out by yeah. each other. Yeah, so like you're you and me on the phone. Yep. Okay, I'll see you Wednesday. Sounds good. Bye. See you later. See ya. Bye. Mm. Have a good day. 
Have a good Catch one. Up. Catch up. <laughs> it's it's the five six uh, goodbyes that you got to yeah. say before before <laughs> phone calls finished. When Helena and I were dating, there was a time when like yeah we'd be on the phone more right and not anymore. <laughs> that would be weird if we were still doing a lot of phone calls now and living in the same home. But anyway, we're, we're doing a lot of phone calls. And then one time, uh, it was just like a quick one. It's like, it's like, oh, uh, make sure you uh, uh, go go to this appointment at this time. Yep, I remember. All right, see you later. Bye. Hung up. And then she messaged me. It's like, when I when am I seeing you later? I'm like, hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> uh, that, that's just my goodbye. Oh, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, oh no! Yeah, yeah we, we've got no plans tonight. No, we don't have any plans. Okay, all right. See you later. See you later. <laughs> Shit. I did it again. <laughs> yeah, and then you got see you later, catch you later, but you have to have the different ones. You can't Check use the you later. later. Yeah, you can't use those three twice. You can't. You, you can't. Soon. You can't say bye. See ya. See you later. You can say bye. See you later. Catch ya. You yeah. can't go, see you later, catch you later. You can't later. say bye you later. That's just weird. <laughs> find you later. <laughs> find you later. I'll find you later. And then the, and then the person replies, not if I find you sooner. Real soon. I, um, when you give you a boost drink, you have to say, you have to give some kind of like farewell, like as in have a good farewell. day. <laughs> Do you say farewell? Farewell. <laughs> Good day, sir. And I, I gave a drink to one guy and I was like, oh, here's your strawberry squeeze. Have a good, um, see you later. And he was like, probably not. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, this is going awkward. I would love it if you just say warmest regards. <laughs> you, know, you know what this, this reminds me my, of? Uh, so I just watched this clip again for the first time in years. But you know when... Um, Liam Neeson was on that um, Ricky Gervais show. Oh yes, when and he he's like, an I want, I want to be a, uh, a, oh, yeah, a comedian. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, let's do some improv. <laughs> I have full blown AIDS. Just, just drops a bomb. <laughs> I gotta rewatch that. That was such yeah. a good clip. Yeah. That's good. But like that guy to Lydia is just like, you probably won't. Like, you yeah. know, he might as well just be like. Um, I'm going to get hit by a bus in 10 minutes, so no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so true. Yeah. My kids, whenever I say goodbye to them, it's like, all right, have a good afternoon. You can go. See you later. And then I go, boy. And then they all go, boy. They'll know me as that guy. Is that going to be added into your list of goodbyes on the phone? Bye. See you later. Boy. Boy. Is it too close to bye? My favorite is love you. Bye. No, you pre-record that, Les. You pre-record that and you loop it. So it just, bye, it just keeps going. <laughs> or you, you say bye and someone says, see you later. And then you say bye again, but it's the other half of the bye-bye. So you say bye and you say, <laughs> How self-absorbed do you think you are? That like out of how many of your emails you send, do you put high importance? I've never done high importance on any of my emails. I've I've done it a dozen times, maybe. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I don't even notice when other people do it. Yeah. No. Yeah. The exclamation mark. No. Yeah. Like I, I might have seen it, but it's just like to me, I just don't care. <laughs> Is that on uh, an Outlook thing again? 
Yeah, it must yeah, be. Yeah, it's an exclamation mark. But it's too small. If anything, it needs to be like bright red, like the whole <laughs> email. <laughs> your whole like, your whole computer shuts down. <laughs> anything else other than that email? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the only keys get you can press is Y or N to answer your the the email. <laughs> yes, I am free Wednesday. <laughs> High importance. So, yeah. The ones that I don't like is there's there's ones where you can ask for a receipt. For your reply yeah so people yeah you yeah. and then i'll get an email. oh i hate those people and i'm like you guys are the worst like i will email you back when i when i want to like i you don't need a receipt for my like for me reading it what as in to say that they've read the email oh so it's so sort it of like on whatsapp when it gets that tick yeah yeah but it, it comes up with a thing saying do you want to send a receipt to this person telling them that you've read it i'm like oh, oh. I'll let them know. I'll email you back. Or what if I just say, yes, I've read it, but I just never email them back. (laughs) You'll never know if I'm free Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) I was free Wednesday. I just failed to mention. So what have you guys been doing? I've gone back to gardening again. (laughs) Nice. And uh, I bought a new game called Ascension. and It's a two-player. It can be two to four players. So Helena and I have been playing against each other. A board game or a video game? It's like a card building, a deck building game. Oh, nice. So it kind of feels like Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> and <Nice>. Pokemon. <laughs> what have you been doing? I've been cruising parks for exercise. Yeah. Wait, you say parks. <laughs> How many parks have you been to? <laughs> nah, just two. I go to the community set. Like one... You're going to Chad's <laughs> Go to Cranberry, all the parks. Nah, just go. You know how they got the. Just go use those like exercise equipment. I took two bo- soccer balls yesterday. Is that it was yesterday, Tuesday, no Monday. Yeah, that now makes I'm sense. One for confused. each foot. One for one each for foot. each foot, so I can kick at the same time. <laughs> and then I, I went. <laughs> Airborne, <laughs> like almost doing like the worm. So I walked worm. up to our old high school. Because we used to go there and play on the courts because they never had a gate to close it. I don't know when, but sometime in the last 12 years, they've put up a gate. Well, last, yeah, more than, yeah, last 12 years haven't been there. A gate or a fence? No, a fence with a gate. Like, it's tall. Before, oh, wow. it used to be like the normal one that was never closed. But I was like, what are they Wait, trying how to tall protect? Is this fence? Uh, like, the children? That's <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's like eight oh. foot. Eight? It's basically the same height as a primary school fence, which they had done a long time ago and was quite tall. Right. But then I go look at the through the gate because the fence is like right onto the soccer field. I look at the goals. The goals are the exact same. They're like tipped 45 degrees and rusted with no <laughs> net. I'm like, what, what's the point of this? So the fence is to keep you freeloaders out. And yeah. to use their, oh, maybe it's to keep the children broke. trapped in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, makes sense. So I took... <laughs> So I took the soccer balls down to the basketball courts near the community center. I play. I was just kicking against the fence, uh, against the tennis court fence. So I did that for about fifteen <laughs> minutes, funny. and then bam, straight over into the courts. <laughs> oh man! Uh-huh. <laughs> and the worst thing about it was, there's other people around. I, I, I sky this ball <laughs> over the fence, and I just had to like, you know, just walk it off. <laughs> Walk it's it like on. when you take a big when, when you stack really hard and you got to get up and pretend it didn't hurt, uh-huh. <laughs> but inside you're crying. <laughs> uh, so at least, at least you had two soccer balls. Exactly, it was very lucky. Did make me nervous kicking the next one though. How did oh, you, you continued. Carry the- <laughs> I continued. <laughs> you 
How did you carry the balls when you bring them out? Do you carry them in front? No, I'm just underneath my top. You put them up here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your chest. It's so awkward to hold. How would you? Like, I had just one in a backpack. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, on the way home it was easy. Didn't need, didn't need a struggle. Didn't need a straddle. <laughs> I didn't need to, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys heard of this place called Heidi Lau? Hide your what? <laughs> Heidi Lau. Oh. It, it, it sounds a like a, a. It's not a. Yeah, I, was oh, I say. don't know. I don't know. Does she make house calls? No, <laughs> but it's a. It's not Heidi Lau. It's three like Asian characters: Hi, D, and Lau. Not oh. Heidi Lau. Right. And this we went there recently, Lydia and a few friends, and it was. One of the strangest experiences I've ever had. I go you, in, you, and they they were like, "Oh, um, you were just getting your table ready. Would you like your nails done in the meantime?" And we look over to our left, and there's like a whole like manicure station. And we're like, "Oh, <laughs> we're good." No, seriously, there was a manicure. So, is it a restaurant? Just it's a, a restaurant. Yeah. It's a restaurant. It's a Did restaurant. Did you your nails done? No, no. Why not? Oh, no time. There was no oh. time. There was no time. They were getting your table ready. You had plenty of time. <laughs> so we go in. So first, we were being greeted and said, hey, yeah, you can get your nails done at the place where you eat your food. And it's just like, okay, whatever. We go and sit down at our table. And it's like kind of like a hot pot situation, you know, a Chinese hot pot. They've got, you know, do you remember it's like Sizzler and mm. Food Star? They have a sauce bar. It got like nice. 30 different sauces that you can ladle in into you and mix like a Hungry Jack's like soft drink thing. That's pretty cool. In, uh, what, how, whatever kind of concoctions you want to uh, eat your meat with. Yeah. But there's something deceiving. Uh, there's something deceiving. There's another thing that it, it's like a soft serve machine, but it's not a soft serve machine. It's a hot tea machine. <laughs> which oh my God, I, I like want one. It sounds very dangerous though, because if you just pull it, you know, do you know when you splash yourself with like yeah. the, the tap that when you flip it open? Imagine you just go full up thinking it was just like really slow squeezed out ice cream and it comes out like full hot tea. So did you try it? Is it, is it an all or nothing tap or is it, or is it a tap like your home water tap where the more you pull it, the faster it goes? I would have thought it'd just be an on off thing. Would have made the most sense. I didn't get to try it. Is it I, is it actually tea or is it just hot water? It was tea, right, Lydia? I don't know. It was um our friend's our friend's boyfriend went over there because he was like, oh my goodness, I really want some soft serve. So he went over there and then he got really out of the cone. Had like a little cone <laughs> <laughs> and, and he put like, hot tea. <laughs> <laughs> so the the night goes on a bit. Then there was a, an announcement overhead. We can't understand. It was all in Chinese, and it sounded like a almost like a ladies and gentlemen. Now presenting, <laughs> and then this—I don't know what—it was wearing. He or she was wearing a mask of some sort and started dancing up and down the halls like really weirdly, like like kind of like thrusting and moving their arms. Were they trying to ways. do like a belly dance thing? I have no idea. But the the thing is that, that I think that what their 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 draw is that they have a fan and then they're wearing a mask, and every time they they look somewhere else. They're wearing another face. They're wearing another mask of some sort. It definitely wasn't supposed to be sexy in any way. Oh, like okay. it wasn't. 
it was they were wearing giant like a giant costume at the bottom very colorful as well with like really spiky things coming it was like it was an event like happening it wasn't wow. like a real How is that not sexy <laughs> <laughs> whatever you're into <laughs> and then every time she he or she would come up and like move the fan over and then the the mask would change to a different color and they were getting really close to people's faces like as in he was really getting like it was almost like it was supposed to be sexual because he was almost, he was almost just thrusting in their faces yeah and it's so funny it was so one of our friends boyfriends the same guy who went to get the soft serve tea machine he was the lucky one where the guy or girl came up and started thrusting towards him. <laughs> and he was just, he put up his hand and kind of like, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's okay. Time for some hard serve, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then what you can order that night is what you can order. You can order someone to come to your table and make and trust. <laughs> well, almost. They, they start making noodles. And what they try and do it, like, they, like, they kind of like, what do you call it? Fake out. They do a fake out. They like throw it towards your face, and then they they don't. And then everyone laughs at you and <laughs> at, at the situation. And then you, every then you become very self conscious. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like you were traumatized by this, Josh. And you have to pay for it. I I had to go back there. Some people pay top dollar to have something, you know, flung in their face. Their face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had to go back two weeks later. Or Mother's Day. Yeah. Half Mother's Day. Like all these booths have it's your birthday signs and flowers and like um, party balloons in all the corners. So it's Mother's Day and we've got like a photo of like us sitting underneath (laughs) it's your birthday sign. (laughs) It's the most ridiculous thing. When did you take that photo? Uh, We don't know. Someone's so random. Yeah. It it was (laughs) such a weird experience. They had the Did nicest you? toilet, though. Oh. They had, like, really nice Japanese <clears throat> toilets. Like, I sat on it. It was, like, so warm, almost uncomfortably warm, but just just warm enough that it was nice. But was it warm because someone came out just shortly before you went in? <laughs> and then started flinging stuff on your face? <laughs> the person with the fan. Imagine if the person that, like, changes face and everything, he doesn't have any limits. He just busts into the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still being paid. I'm still being paid. I loved it. I went to the toilet, like, four times. (laughs) (laughs) Just kept moisturizing. I was like, this is nice. (laughs) Have you ever had a really weird, like, uh, restaurant experience? Wasn't, wasn't it us that we went to that dumpling place and but we didn't order any dumplings it was just it was all you could eat but then it was just whatever they decided to give you to throw it down and oh, like, oh i remember this place wait what is this Why i've been to that place before and uh, we were like we didn't we it was all you can eat but it was also like you didn't get to choose what you ate it was the way that we decided to walk past and just like throw down some dumplings <laughs> like, we don't want this do you remember that it's coming back to me so it's, a, it's like a yeah all you can eat it's like in the middle of chinatown you, you go up some stairs it's just always oh, loud oh, that place they throw you down a dish and just put these noodles and you're like these are horrible and they're like you have to eat it you can't waste food <laughs> is that the one that's opposite gaylord <laughs> What is that? The one opposite the restaurant called Gaylords or something like that? You come, come in. Come in. 
Is it Camden? Yeah, okay. One of those yeah. ones, but it's an alleyway. Yeah, I think I know. It's an alleyway. You go yeah. up some stairs. Yeah. I used to go just... during uni because it's so cheap, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> so dirty. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. That's cool. I do that place. And like when there's like a waiter and you, the pals with you because they're the server, they're serving you. But then they've found a way to switch it around <laughs> and they hold all the power. They're like, I decide what you eat. <laughs> they're like, oh, your first dish is a dessert. It's bean curd dumpling. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> This is too early. We just sat down. I hold the cards. You're allergic to shrimp. Too bad. All the shrimp dumplings you can have. Well, you, like, it's not just them. Like, people do that all the time in high-end restaurants. It's like, oh, this famous chef is cooking. The menu changes based on the season and what he decides to cook. But if you're, like, come then in an alleyway, you can't really – you're paying – like minimal dollar for this guy well, to choose what you eat. Yeah, well, it's not, it's not the cum den that's doing that. It's the, it's the place across from the cum den. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody uh, knows its name, but we I'm all know try it's, find it. it's <laughs> dirty dumplings. Josh, I think it's slightly different when you go to like, I don't know, like, who's that guy? Like that really famous Cal- guy? Hex- Heston. Heston Blumenthal. Hexagon. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to make you something so creative. I'm going to go off what I know about you. I'm going to make, I'm going to have you seen the one where he makes you lick the walls because it's actually like white chocolate or something? What? Yeah, it's, it's just like Comden next to Comden. <laughs> hey, there's Binga dumpling on this walls. Eat it. Don't waste food. <laughs> I remember one specific experience that I thought was weird initially, but then I just, I can't stop thinking about it. You were with me, jo- Josh, and so was Joey. We went to a place in Kyoto called the King of Ramen. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> King of Ramen. King of Ramen. All right. So Josh and I were in Japan and we met up with a mate of ours, Joey, who was also in Japan at the same time. Um, he was travelling with some other people. And while we were there, the three of us, Joey told us about this area at Kyoto Station that's like the district of ramen. So you go like at the, because the train stations are huge. They turn into shopping malls. And so you got these like escalators that go up to like the eighth floor. And as soon as you walk in, it's like 12 different ramen shops. Yeah, yeah so they each serve different ramen from different locations all over uh, over Japan. So that j- day, what did we have, like six or seven bowls of ramen? We, we had a lot of ramen. <laughs> we ate a lot of ramen that day. And, like, ramen's very filling. It's just noodles, broth, pork, you know, it's death. eggs. Well, I don't know how much we ate. We ate heaps. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I was constipated for, like, two days after because of all that fiber. <laughs> anyway, there was this one place called the King of Ramen. So we're like, all right, well, this is the next one on the shop. I think this is like shop number four that we've been to. So we go, we sit down, and right in front of us is a bowl of fresh eggs, right? Yeah. And it's like a beef ramen that you get. So what you do is you get the fresh um, egg and you crack it into the bowl of ramen and you put the raw egg into your 
bottle of ramen and you mix it in with your noodles and, and the broth and everything. And it was, at first I thought this is the weirdest, probably grossest thing I'll, I'll ever do. And it was the best bowl of ramen I have had in my life. Every single time I eat ramen, and I had ramen yesterday, I still think back to that bowl of ramen and know it was way better. Just and take an egg to- with you, mate. Just, just put one <laughs> in your pocket and go to a ramen shop. Keep a raw egg in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just <laughs> everything it about right. it. Like it, the, it the, the yolk it and everything you. will spread throughout it and thicken up a little bit. And Yeah. Uh, yeah. Make it, oh. That sounds good. There's like a beef broth. I haven't been to a ramen shop that sells a beef broth. I'm like, where you at? What are you doing? <laughs> Sounds so good. I've told friends who've gone to Japan, they're like, what should we do? I'm like, go to King of Ramen. Like, oh, we're thinking of going to go on Tokyo Skytree. I'm like, skip that. Just go to Kyoto, go to the station, get a bowl of ramen, and that's it. That's your trip. Go to the station. <laughs> go to the train station. Crack an egg into a bowl of noodles and you're done. You've, you've experienced yeah. Japan. You've experienced <laughs> Japan right you've there. You've completed it. But the thing is, I wonder if that's just obviously us just being tourists and experiencing that for the first time or is it actually good even for locals like would it be the equivalent of someone like going to Flinders Street Station and getting pie face or getting like Lord of the Fries you want me to put the sauce on the pie and you're like (laughs) okay and then they put it on and they're like oh "Oh." this is amazing No, but like I've been watching all these Netflix shows with like chefs that go around the world and tour and meet other international chefs and do all that sort of stuff. And I just want them to go to this ramen shop and do it justice. Like, you know, just go, check it out, put it like put it on the map. Get this thing to franchise around the world so I can have some here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that could be your endeavor. You should bring it here. Maybe I should do. I should be the typical Lebanese guy. Steal an idea from another culture and bring it here. Don't make it my own. Just just claim all of it and share it with everybody else. True, authentic Japanese from this Lebo. So I thought, um, because I made a game for Saturday, but then I I don't know if Saturday is going to happen or not. I made Mm. a few games, but if it doesn't happen, I can just make more. Um, To explain again, to explain again for the listeners. Saturday was supposed to be – so Matt doesn't like surprise parties, but we decided we'll have a, uh, a surprise party for Helena, whose birthday <laughs> is around the same time as Matt's. And because it's close to my birthday as well, we'll just all celebrate our birthdays. And Les got in on it. He said he didn't get to celebrate his birthday last year. So this is just like everyone's birthday. And it got, and it's probably going to get cancelled. We have a cancelled. Probably going to get cancelled. Let's be realistic. But then I thought, oh, maybe I'll just play here. So the game, I don't know if you guys have played. It's called In the Cage, Out the Cage. So it's pretty much, um, it's a list of uh, synopses of Nicolas Cage movies. Nobody look up Nicolas Cage movies now. Nobody look it up. I don't need my phone. Huh? No. Do I need to write notes or anything? No. I'll just okay. read it out and you can tell me then and there if you think it's real or if you think it's fake. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll, we'll see. All right. We'll go down. Okay. Oh, wait, so wait. Did we say, 
if it's a Nicolas Cage no movie or not, or do we say in the cage or out the cage? We say in the cage means it is a Nicolas Cage movie. Out the cage means it's not. But there's only four of us, so you guys can just like verbally do yeah. your uh, explanations. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's the first one. When his car breaks down, a quiet loner agrees to clean an abandoned family fun center in exchange for repairs. He soon finds himself waging war against possessed animatronic mascots while trapped inside Willy's Wonderland. I want to say out the cage for that one. I'm going to say out the cage. I'm going to say out the cage. It's in the cage. What? What? <laughs> what movie? What movie is that? It's um. It was done about two or three years ago. What's it called? What's it called? Willy's Wonderland. So wow. Yeah. He does a war against possessed animatronic. <laughs> wow, we're, we're doing like straight to this is like straight to DVD. He's gone. This sounds like the plot for the the video game series Friday Night at Freddy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. I was I like, like, this he, sounds like Lydia making stuff up. I know. Right? I feel like his <laughs> his like B movies are gonna be worse than Steven Seagal's like straight to DVD movies. Some of them I was reading, I was like, oh. I was like, I really need to up my own game. (laughs) 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 Here's the next one. After being struck with lightning seven times in a row on a baseball field, professional baseball retiree Alan Pickens develops supernatural powers whenever he pitches. Alan discovers he can control nature and its elements whenever he's standing on a pitcher's mound in a baseball field. He decides to use these new powers to end climate change and gathers a ragtag group of baseball players that have similar abilities to help. The gang come together to play a game that would change the world. Nah. <laughs> oh, this is out the cage. Nah, no, Lydia, nah. that's, that's definitely out the cage. That's out the cage for yeah, sure. You, yeah, that's out of the cage. You can't, you can't. Seven times struck by a lightning. Come on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It's like it's like Field of Dreams crossed with like some really dodgy superhero movie. No, but like the thing, is, the, thing is, the thing is, she said that she teams up with other baseball players. Okay, that's okay. But baseball players that powers? also have the powers. So all of them got struck with lightning seven times. There's a metal rod in the middle of the baseball field. It's on top of <laughs> And they're all touching it. They're all touching this rod. Out, out the cage. Out the cage. Out the cage, yeah, it's out the cage. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> the climate change what made it really, really false. I feel like yeah. if you said like they came together to fight like some Egyptian thing, I'd be like, yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> like some curse. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that maybe climate change might make it more like current. <laughs> like, cause then you'd be like, yeah, that sounds like yeah. All right. Red Miller sets out to settle scores with a deranged hippie cult when he when they disrupt his peaceful life, wreaking havoc in, havoc in his haven and kidnapping his wife, Mandy Bloom. In in the cage. The names are throwing me off, but the plot, I can believe. That's, that's I was going to say double. out the cage, because Red and Hippies just sounds like the character from that 70s show. <laughs> oh, smart. Nice. That's settled score with a deranged hippie cult. <laughs> hey, can you read it again, please? Red Miller sets out to settle scores with a deranged hippie cult when they disrupt his peaceful life, wreaking havoc in his haven and kidnapping his wife, Mandy Bloom. Wait, wait. Why is his wife's name Mandy Bloom, but his name's Miller? His last name's Miller. 
That's weird. Because it's modern day. Because <laughs> it's 2021. His name is Red, though. His first name's Red, last name Miller, and her last name's Blues. That's a coincidence. A no, coincidence. but that does sound like a B movie, though. Oh, oh, I'm it also sounds like it's it's a it's a um, it's got like a product placement for Miller beer. Like Miller Lite. <laughs> now, I don't know what the beer logo looks like, if it's got red in it or not, but, you know. You're sold. You're buying it. <laughs> Miller is red. I think Miller beer is red. The, the thing that gets me is the – it sounds like a Stephen King novel. Like the, the whole hippie cult thing sounds like a – some yeah. the guy who wrote it is like – Definitely high as a kite or like on something. Could be like well, it sounds um, like an 80s. Manson, like based loosely off the Manson <clears throat> dudes from. So it definitely sounds like a Stephen King '80s movie, but I just don't think Stephen King's like, hey, you know who will be perfect for this role? Nicolas Cage. Not Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> or or is Nicolas Cage playing the hippie, the hippie leader? Or, or is he Mandy Blue? Yeah, exactly. Twenty <laughs> first century. I um, mean. I'm in. I'm in the cage this one. I am going in, out, Liz, out, out. in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that one's called Mandy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is um, an obsessive fan forces actor. Nicholas Cage to recreate <laughs> his most famous characters and scenes during a birthday party. <laughs> and that's the whole plot line of the movie? <sighs> yeah, so Nicholas Cage plays himself, I guess. An obsessive fan forces actor Nicholas Cage to recreate his most famous characters and scenes during a birthday party. <laughs> I'm going to say in the cage. Wow. I'm thinking out of the cage just because the birthday party, oh, yeah. it's in it a sounds too, birthday party. It, I think it's it so meta that it, it, it's real. It sounds yeah, too like, much like being John Malkovich. Or that John Claude Van Damme movie. Or like that episode of Community where they dress up as all those people. Um, all right. Just on a side note, though, who do you think he'd get Nicolas Cage to dress up as? John Travolta? No, he's acting his no. own movie. He's acting no, as his own, like, his own characters. characters his own yeah, movie. but I want him to play John Travolta that he played in uh, Face Off. What are you <laughs> talking about? Oh, right. I get you. I get you. So his other That's too, too many ways. <laughs> um, okay, I am going to say... I'm saying out the cage. I am... I want it to be in the cage because yeah. <laughs> it's so meta. Well, if it's if it's out, then you can suggest it's Nicholas Cage. Okay, I'm going in then. I'm going in. I'm a whole. I'm going whole, out whole the meta. I'm going out the cage. But if it's in the cage, I want to watch it. Yes, yeah, I. Yeah. Yeah. So Les and Josh are in. Jason's out. It's in. What? <laughs> Get out of here! Oh, I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna watch this. This is what it's called. It's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Are you serious? It hasn't come out yet. It's coming oh, out. Right. Oh, my gosh. Oh my goodness. I'm watching it. This could be room level bad. Oh, this could be amazing. Wait, wait, wait. How many points have we got? I'm on. Um, you're winning. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on two. 
Am I on two as well? No, no you're on, on three. three. I'm on three. I think I'm on two. Okay. All right. Undercover reporter Julius McDonald travels to North Korea to collect testimonials for locals from locals for his book. Whilst a high school um, in Pyongyang, uh, sorry, whilst a high school teacher in Pyongyang, he meet no, sorry, while he while at a high school in Pyongyang, he meets his doppelganger, Paul Vex, an eccentric mathematics teacher. Consumed by his interest in North Korea, Julius pleads with Paul to exchange lives with him, to which Paul is agreeable to. The two exchange lives. However, however after a month, Julius regrets his decision and begins his escape back to America. <laughs> so it's coming to America. <laughs> Except going to North Korea. <laughs> the, oh, the case. I think I think I think there's I'm too out. much going on. There's too much yeah. way too much going on. That was a long yeah. synopsis and yeah. I just don't buy into it. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say out out the cage. I'm, go- out. I'm going regrettably out the cage. Okay. It is out. You yeah. guys got me. Damn it! All right, four points. Four points. Max Jeffries wakes up from a forty-two-year coma and is convinced he is still a ten-year-old boy. Although hesitant (laughs) at first, (laughs) although hesitant at first, Albert's parents allow him to stay in the family home and let him grow into his age in his own time. Who's Albert? His name was Max Jeffries. Albert. Albert's parents. Oh, Max Jeffries. All right, I stopped that. <laughs> out the cage. I'm out, out the cage. <laughs> All right, it's, yeah, it's out. <laughs> no, read it. Read it. I'm really good. Read it. I want to listen to this. this I really like message. this. Just the first one. Why would his parents still So he's in a coma for 42 years. Like grow into his age. What does that even mean? Does that mean he's catching up, that he's accelerated yes. pace? So this was this was the end of the um, synopsis. Albert learns about life and what it means to be a child and an adult at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. It's like a blend between Big and Billy Madison, <laughs> yeah. and Jack the Robin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. Here's another one. That. You got a few more? Yeah, I've got a few more. Nice. Do you guys want to keep going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's close. The life of white-collar New Yorker Peter seems to revolve solely around making as much money and sleeping with as many women as possible. After a typical night of scouring trendy bars for some action, Peter manages to take home the sexy Rachel, who bites him on the neck while they're in bed. The next day, Peter is certain he is now a vampire, though no one shares his point of view, and he hasn't changed physically. (laughs) (laughs) He dons fake fangs and begins stalking women. <laughs> this sounds. This is too amazing. I, I need to believe it's in the cage. I need to believe. <laughs> I. Oh man. I don't not, know how it is, but I need to believe it. It sounds so eighties, like you know, the powerful man doing all this. But this sounds like a movie he's already done, except he didn't turn into a vampire. It's like a Christmas movie that he did, <laughs> where. He was like working a corporate job, single, and then like he wakes up so, the next day and he's got so, a family and kids. So it's kind of like you know shallow how yeah. <laughs> he sees the girl yeah. as either uh, big or thin, 
but he sees himself as a vampire. A vampire. No one else sees it. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to say out the cage. I want it to be in. I want it to be in. <laughs> I'm believing. Uh, it's in. Yes! Oh, yes! What's it called? It, like, it's called Vampire's Kiss. And the and the sexy Rachel is Jessica Biel. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's a huge. I'm like, why would she agree to be in this movie? Yeah. So no one has his point of view. <laughs> and he hasn't oh, it changed. came out in 1988. <laughs> oh, that's young Jessica Biel then. Oh, that's weird. That's really young Jessica Biel. Wait, how old is she? Oh, yeah, she must be pretty old then. Like, I thought she was. She would be. No, no, it's not Jessica Biel. It's Jennifer Beals. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 Oh, totally okay. different woman. That, that makes more sense. Dude, I, I've got to watch some of his uh, movies. They sound great. Is, this, uh, is it a horror or is it a comedy? What is it? I don't know. I just found it and I was like, that's going in. And it's like, I feel like a lot of his movies that seem a bit more obscure are like recent ones, but I'm like, I found one in like the basement. It's a in. comedy horror. Apparently. You know what? I feel, do you think he, he knows he's a joke or do you think he's full serious? No, I'm sure he's well aware. You reckon he's in a movie coming out about himself, starring in, starring as himself, performing all his themes <laughs> from movies he's been in. So you reckon he's parodying himself at this point? Yeah, wow. definitely. All right, here's the next one. Zach belongs to a secret special forces team specializing in nunchucks and ninja stars. When their beloved captain is murdered. Zach steps up to the to lead the team to plot their revenge and lead his country to victory. In the cage. Oh, out like, this is a, I think this is a trick. I think she's made it a bit more mild. So if that, it was, yeah, if it was Steven Seagal, I could see this. <laughs> but Nicolas Cage but with nunchucks and ninja stars. But he's done Connor. Not with nunchucks and ninja stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to out so the you, cage for this. So you joined Team America. Hmm. Right. I believe in the cage. I'm out. Fit. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I, I don't I, think so. It's out. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. It was ambitious. <laughs> does yeah. this just show we know Nicolas Cage more, or does this mean we know when Lydia's lying? <laughs> it's definitely Nicolas Cage. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a real toss. I think toss of the coin, like as in, but it's not <laughs> a real I, toss. <laughs> I think it's a real toss. All right. After his football games, 17-year-old Ryan begins noticing a middle-aged man, brackets, cage, behind the bleachers that regularly attends at the same time. After a few weeks, Ryan befriends the stranger and the two have in-depth convers- discussions, convers- discussions about football and Ryan's future after school. Following some research, Ryan discovers that the man is in fact the ghost of a previous coach named William. Even after being told this, William is convinced that he is still alive and continues coaching the current team from the sidelines <laughs> while only Ryan can see him. Oh, what? <laughs> I think it's in the cage. So I'm guessing they're using they're using William to cut like a ghost situation and sh- and William's Whoopi Goldberg. Trying to tell everyone how to run the, 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 the team. Yeah, but only Ryan can see him. I, I just don't believe it because why would Nicholas Cage take a secondary role? 
William sounds like the main character in, in this description. Is, so is William Nicholas Cage? Is Nicholas Cage the ghost? Yes. Yeah, Nicholas Cage is a ghost. So I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm gonna say out, out the cage. Oh, this is, this is a tough one. Yeah, I, I'm leaning towards is. out the cage. But if it was in the cage, it'd have to be an early movie, like pre his nineteen like ninety four blow up. Like when he did City of Angels, kind of thing like that. Yeah, it has to be before all that stuff. Wait, Les, did you say in or out? I think it's in. Oh, I'm not out. I think it's in because now hear me out. When Lydia was reading the synopsis, she was talking about the characters, and then she said the man in the bleachers, in brackets, cage. And I feel like that is like something written oh, on a synopsis. I didn't even yeah, see that. I, I feel going, like you don't discount Lydia. I think she might be like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna. I she straight up copied and pasted this from yeah. IMDb. Yeah, she she basically went hyperlink to IMDb page. <laughs> is it in blue writing, Lydia? Is it blue writing? <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, 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 less, less, that's some detective level stuff there. I'm I mean, I've been getting a lot wrong. I just, I, I just feel like I need to stretch it and go further. You need to, to analyze the woman that is Lydia, yeah. and <laughs> that is what I feel like I've done correctly in this one. Yeah, I, 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 that's very convincing. But I'm going to give you a chance to get back in this competition. I'm going to say out the cage, Josh. Oh, I say out the cage. I think I think you're playing us. I think you did the brackets just to just lure us in. Lyricist is like, oh, yeah, put a bracket in. It's out. I'm oh, damn it. Oh, <laughs> she fooled me. <laughs> Man, I didn't even pick that up. That's so funny. Uh, <laughs> bracket cage. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that to, like, um, to trick you. <laughs> you threw me off, Lydia. <laughs> and the fact uh, that I didn't say bracket Nicholas Cage. Just a bracket cage. (laughs) (laughs) All right. After a meteorite lands in the front yard of their farm, Nathan Gardner and his family find themselves battling a mutant extraterrestrial organism that infects their minds and bodies, transforming their quiet rural life into a technicolor nightmare. Technicolor nightmare? That's a weird word. Ethnic color or technicolor? Did you write this after Eurovision and wrote Technicolor because of Montaigne? <laughs> Montaigne. 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 Oh, put pause on this game. Les, did you watch it? No, I've only watched, I only watched the semi-final. That we it's watched. really good. I, 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 so I know Italy won. Okay. Yeah. Right? Did you listen to the song? No, I didn't listen to the song, but I also saw that like the guy was snorting coke on the in the. Nah, it wasn't actually. Nah, nah, he was nah, picking nah. up a glass, mate. Yeah. <laughs> With his <Yeah>. nose. <laughs> no, no, he, he did a drug test, and apparently it's negative. Yeah, of course they said it's negative. It's just throw everybody off and say he's you know hosting next just year. Just like the brackets. <laughs> <laughs> They're the the ones that came like second, third, fourth, fifth. So like good. everyone agreed that they deserve to be up there. Because yeah. there were so many points up the top end, but so funny at the bottom end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the results was amazing this yeah, year. Because the top part, the top five got like, you know how sometimes like one or two countries get like 200 points or something? Yeah. Like like five countries got over 200 points. Oh, wow. Last part. 
But then the bottom ones, who is it? UK. UK and Germany. Oh. Got zero from judges and the and the voters. That's amazing. It was, like, it was brutal. Man, was he looks so angry. Yeah, he looks so upset. And upset. It's like, you know that point in The Simpsons where Lisa says no to Ralph and they Bart plays back the tape and you can see his heartbreak? Oh, yeah, yeah you, you can see that when they, they say, UK has got from the voters zero, zero. points. <laughs> and then there's sort of like silence. Silence. And it was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like a, oh. So Italy's song was good. Yeah, man. Mm, I yeah, like it. Really it's okay. on me. It's really in my head. Yeah. Anyway, just watch that. The first part of the voting. <laughs> just, it's so funny. All right. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Lydia, this one here. I'll read it again. After a meteorite lands in the front yard of their farm, Nathan Gardner and his family finds themselves battling a mutant extraterrestrial organism that infects their minds and bodies, transforming their rural, the quiet rural life into a technicolor nightmare. I'm going to say... Is the Wicker Man? I'm getting getting actually a comedy vibe from it, the way it's written. Yeah, technicolor, yeah, I'm, I'm getting an in. I feel like this is a really wacky Nick Cage movie. I'm going to say in. Yeah, I'm saying I can in see as him well. doing this. I'm saying in as well. It is in. Yeah. What's it called? I think it's supposed to be a horror, though. Oh. oh. The no. Color of Space. Color of Space. Black. <laughs> That's what it is. A few more. Gary Faulkner, an ex-con and unemployed handyman, receives a vision from God telling him to capture Osama bin Laden. Armed with only a single sword purchased from a home shopping network, Gary travels to Pakistan to complete his mission. While in his quest, Gary encounters old friends back home in Colorado, new friends he makes in Pakistan, the enemies he makes at the CIA, and even God and Osama themselves. That sounds so funny. This is so weird. I think this is in. I'm going out. I'm going out. Uh, I don't, yeah, this is a tough one. I'm definitely, oh. yeah, I'm going to go out. That's just, I just don't buy Nicolas Cage in anything military. He's not military. <laughs> he's an ex, he's working at a warehouse and he just picks up a sword from a depot and then just goes to Pakistan. Oh, all right. Well, that's, you are making it a bit more convincing now. That does sound more Nicholas Cagey. <laughs> uh, it has, oh, it has, uh, he has that, um, what do you call it? The Bill and Ted's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, like, is, do you think it's going to be a serious movie or is this is going to be some sort of like, like I, th- a, a, I think it's, I think it's like those movies where it's like finding yourself. Per, yeah, movie. personal exploration. Personal right? exploration. Yeah. But he's it's trying on to the find nose, Bin Laden. On the nose comedy because it's just like such a stupid idea. I'm going to say it's out. I'm out. I'm out. I am in. In and Jason's out. Yeah. It's in. Oh, my goodness. What? It's called Army of One. Army of One. Yeah. Wow. All right. That's not an army. This has to be (laughs) new, right? Uh, I think it's not not super new, but I think it's like like that staring at goats movie. 2020. No, that's not right. 2016, maybe? Yeah, 2016. Um, yeah, damn, I've never heard of this. Dude, it has so many bad movies. 
Oh, it's got Russell Brandt in it. What? Well, we don't know if it's a bad movie. That's true. But it sounds bad. <laughs> I do now want to go down to Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Rabbit what? Hitler. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I don't want to go down on Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Two more. In a reflective project directed, written, and produced by Nicolas Cage, Cage plays himself as he interviews characters he has played in the past. This unusual satire piece was developed during the COVID-19 pandemic and pokes fun at Cage and his extensive filmography. I like it. I I can see this being not like a mainstream movie, but like like uh, Amazon Prime uh, original. Yeah, or like a charity thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah, just HBO Max or re- something like that. Raise some money for like Red Nose Day or something like that. It sounds amazing. But is it not too close to the birthday movie? <laughs> well, maybe maybe the birthday movie was inspired. Inspired, by yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm in. I'm in on this one. I'm in on oh, this one. I've got to catch up to Josh. He's too ahead. I really, I love the idea of Nicolas Cage just interviewing himself. <laughs> His characters that he's played. That's brilliant. I'm going to go. Oh, I'm I really in. want it to be I'm in. in. I'm going to go out. Out. Yeah. So Les and Josh are in and it's Jason. It's too out. close to the birthday one. Um, it's out. Yes. Shame, that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, wrote, I wrote this one first, and then I found the birthday movie, oh, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> like good, "What's the most job. ridiculous thing I can write about? That's fake." And because if it wasn't for the birthday one, I'd have been like, "Yeah, this is hundred percent in." Like, it's so good. <laughs> All right, this is the last one. Every six years, an ancient order of jiu-jitsu fighters join forces to battle a vicious race of alien invaders. But when a celebrated war hero goes down in defeat, the fate of the planet and mankind hangs in the balance. Every six years. Every six years. (laughs) This sounds like Mortal Kombat, except it's not every 100 years. It's every Every six years. It's very common. It's It's happening a lot. It's an order. Exactly. It's like the, the, the Olympics. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, man, the jiu-jitsu's are back. Mm, I didn't fighters. hear it. I'm just going to go out the cage. It was every about jiu-jitsu fighters. Jiu-jitsu every fighters six every six years. Oh, this was the one that sounded like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. that's what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's very a lot more comments happening all the time. It's like the Olympics. <laughs> it's basically every leap year. <laughs> I'm going to say in the cage. Fact that it's every six years, and it's like the fate of the world depends on it. Every six years, that's that's too common. I'm gonna yeah. go say out the cage. I'm out. Yeah, this says in. It's in. What? Oh, let's get the point back. I'll tell you what. In Nicolas Cage movie, there's a lot of alien things happening. Like yeah. every like second movie I read, it's like battles alien invaders or something, and I'm like, what? But that's interesting because all these like major movies that I can remember anyway are like quite grounded. You're like Conair leaving Las Vegas. I mean, National mm-hmm. Treasure, I guess, you know, whatever. I think uh, this is more recent ones. Like it's all the last three years that's really gone. Yeah. A bit bonkers. <laughs> Way off. Hmm. Oh, thanks for that, Lydia. That was good. That was really good. I loved it. Uh, I think oh, Matt would love this game. And now we know the answers. <laughs> Nobody look up Nicolas Cage movies because I'm, I'll make more. <laughs> nice. Okay. 
Nice. When you say you make more, does that mean when we play it again, <laughs> all of them are going to be fake? Uh, thank you for listening. Going around the boxes again, we have Les. Sears. Lydia. Hi. Jason. Adios. And me, Josh. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. Bye. See you later. See you guys. Gotcha. Check you later. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.